Well, we're coming into the end of the year here. Uh, this is like the twilight, you know, after, after, after Christmas and before New Year's. Um, it's a time to reflect and then also to look forward. It's a, it's a nice time of the year. The, you know, the world slows down a little bit. Uh, many places, even places of businesses, are, they, they shut down during this time. Um, you know, their employees are all off and things shut down. Many people take off during this time. Of course, there's things going on. But in general, the world's a little bit slower. You know, kids are off of school. If you go anywhere, uh, unless you're trying to go to a mall right before Christmas, you know, if you're just going generally, uh, there's not as much traffic. Um, few rush times, but generally there's not as much going on and uh, just slows down and it's a good time to reflect and look back, but also to get prepared for the new year. And I just want to talk a little bit about that this morning. Um, Isaiah 46 verse 9. I don't often have things like this, but for this morning I had three words and they all start with R. Reflect, regret, and rejoice. Reflect, regret, and rejoice. Isaiah 46, 9. Here God is, is uh, through the, the prophet Isaiah, saying, Remember the former things of old, for I am God, and there is no other. I am God, and there is none like me. Declaring the end from the beginning, and from ancient times things that are not yet done. Saying, my counsel shall stand, and I will do all my pleasure. You go back to verse 9. It says, remember the former things of old. So we're going to read in just a minute. It says something else, but you know, if you're a legalist, uh, here it says, remember the former things of old. We're going to read in a bit. He says, forget it. So... You know, there's lots of places in the Word of God where it's like that. And if you're just going to say, oh, the Word says this, well, then you're going to be messed up because sometimes they're different. You know, it also says, answer the fool according to his folly. And then it says in Proverbs, don't answer the fool according to his folly. Well, what are you going to do? You got to be led. There's a time and a place for everything. Because if you're going to be legalist about those things, you got two scriptures that contradict each other. What are you going to do? You can't do that. You take the whole counsel of the Word of God and you've got to be led. But here it says, remember the former things of old. He's making a point here. Remember the former things of old, for I am God and there is no other. Amen. He is the Lord. There is none like Him. I am God and there is none like me, He says. There is nobody in His class. He is in a class all by Himself. You know, men were made in his image, but we're not God. We're not like duplicates of him. We don't know everything. You could say that in a manner of speech. Yes, we have the Holy Spirit in us. Yes, we've been made after his image, but we're not him. There is none like him. We don't know what he knows. We will know more, thank God. Aren't you glad you're not going to just be limited like you are now for the rest of eternity? That would be a sad situation. Thank God we're not going to be in this body for the rest of eternity. Yeah. Amen. Amen. We're going to get a new one. It's going to be built to last. But God has always been. 
Can't comprehend that. Have you always been? Nope. Have I always been? Nope. He has. He has no beginning. We can't compute that, but he is. He will have no end. Well, we'll have no end. Now that we are existing, we're never going to pass away. Our bodies will pass away, but we're not going to pass away. But we're not in the class with him. In person, I mean, we're not just like him. We are like him in one sense, but we're not him. He said, I am God, there is none like me. Verse 10, declaring the end from the beginning. God sees ahead, and he knows what's going to happen, and he speaks it out before it happens. And he's right. Amen. Do you realize he knows what's going to happen in 2019 now? He knows every bit of everybody's life on the planet, everything that's going to happen anywhere, he already knows. You rem you mem do you realize the number of permutations and decisions? I mean, that is just real quick with 8 billion people on the face of the earth, them just making one decision in the morning to go this way or that way or whatever, all of a sudden, how many realities are there that just spread out? That's just one. Then they make another decision, another decision, all the multiplied, and then all, you know, all the uh, other uh, interactions, and just pretty soon, you're through a day, and you have billions of things going on. He knows everything that's going to happen, not just in 2019, but going forward. And he knows everything going back. Talk about data. He knows all that. I mean, it's immense. It's just ridiculous how much who God is. And he says he declares the end from the beginning. And he declares it in our lives. He knows what's going to happen. That's why it's so important we look to him. We look to the Almighty as we're going into this year and look back uh, based on what he said. What, or look through his eyes what has happened. Verse 10, declaring the end from the beginning and from ancient times, things that are not yet done, saying, my counsel shall stand and I will do all my pleasure. I'm just going to read a couple. We can put them up. Exodus 12, 14. So God tells us here to look back. God has instituted memorials and ordinances in different places in the word. Here's one of them. Exodus 12, 14 says, So this day shall be to you a memorial, talking about the Passover, and you shall keep it as a feast to the Lord throughout your generations. You shall keep it as a feast by an everlasting ordinance. So God is telling him specifically, look back at this time and have a memorial every year. You remember what I did to bring you out of Egypt. He's telling the Israelites this. He's telling them to look back. In the New Covenant... Now we celebrate, we, we have the ordinance of communion, 1 Corinthians 11, verse 23. It says, For I received that uh, from the Lord that which I also delivered to you, that the Lord Jesus, on the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, Take eat, this is my body which is broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same manner he also took the cup, after supper, saying, This cup is the new covenant, my blood. This do as often as you drink it, in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death till he comes. So he's telling us, look back, remember what I have done. 
So God does, and there's other places where God has instituted memorials to look back. So it's not bad to look back, in a sense, if we do it with the right frame of mind. Reflecting right now is not a bad thing. Looking back into the year and just thinking about how things went, what things, you know, just, just thinking about the different events, that's not bad in and of itself. It's a good thing to look at where we've come from. And then there's special events, like what we're talking about here, that you would look back and you'd want to remember year after year. There's nothing wrong with that. It's a good time to look back, good time to take inventory. Now, it can become a bad thing. We'll touch on that in a minute. But God did does touch on here about looking back. Remember the things of old. Now, Isaiah 43, just a few chapters from what we read previously. Isaiah 43, verse 16. It says, Thus says the Lord who makes a way in the sea and a path through the mighty waters who brings forth the chariot and horse, the army and the power. They shall lie down together, they shall not rise. They are extinguished, they are quenched like a wick. Verse 18, do not remember the former things, nor consider the things of old. This is actually before, a few chapters before the other one, but another place. He, he said exactly the opposite. Now he's talking in a different context. He's talking about certain things happening. I'm not going to go into all the context, but here... He is saying, in this sense, don't remember the things of old. And, and uh, nor consider, don't remember the former things, nor consider the things of old. Behold, I will do a new thing. Now it shall spring forth, shall you not know it? I will even make a road in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. The beast of the field will honor me, the jackals and the ostriches, because I give waters in the wilderness and rivers in the desert to give drink to my people, my chosen, this people I have formed for myself. They shall declare my praise. But go, verse, go back to verse 18. Do not remember the former things, nor consider the things of old. Behold, I will do a new thing. So there is a time, and right now, there is a time to look back. Not the only time. We can reflect throughout the year, but it's a good time just to slow down a little bit. I mean, we can blow right through this time, you know. It's busy around Christmas, and then you got some stuff in between New Year, kind of a lull. But then, you know, you approach New Year's, and you can just keep going, trucking, and all of a sudden, it's January 1st, and oh, we kind of take a break. But then, January 2nd, we're going, and boom, and you look up, and it's May. You look up, it's, you know, August, and then we're here again. And if we can, we need to just stop sometimes, even if it's for 15 minutes, and just say, whoa, stop. All right, I'm going to look back and just, what, what happened this year? Where are we? Is there things that I would like to not repeat, or what are the, were the good things? So that's a, that's a good exercise, but not every, everything that happened in 2018 or before was necessarily great. You don't really want to dwell on it. I mean, you might have had a great year, but there are certainly some times, if you're human, that you'd rather just not think about. Well, we have to, you might pass over it, 
But at some point, you have to put that aside and look to what is coming. It is good to reflect, but we have to look forward. If we're going to walk with God, we cannot get set up and snagged by what happened last year. And right now it's this year if we're looking at 2018, but pretty soon it's going to be last year. Just a few days. The new year's upon us. And as we go into the new year, it has great possibilities. I'm saying, I say this every year, this is going to be the best year we've ever seen. Now, I'll be honest with you, I look back and I've talked to a lot of people. This last year, it's amazing, was a push for a lot of people. I've talked to a number of people, I mean, and I've heard other people say it. I, you know, I'm not even talking about 2018, even before that. It, it, was a, it, was a, it was interesting. It was a push for a lot of people. I know in our lives, there, it, was, it was the most interesting year we've had. I could say it's a good year, but it was challenging. I don't know what 2019 holds. God does. It'll be interesting to look back on 2019. It will be. Because the world is... I, I don't know what all is going to happen in 2019, but I'm just telling you, there, it, there's a, it's an interesting time. But we could look back, and you could get, if we look at it wrong, we could dwell on things that were negative. We could look back and look at it through the wrong lens, and that's really the key. As we look back on certain things, we want to look on everything that happened with, through the lens or look at it how God would see it. That's what's important. So we may have had some stumbles. We may have had things that were challenging. We had good things. We need to look back and look at, look at what happened, take what we can learn, and then we need to look forward and go into this new year with our heads held high, expecting good and looking to God to pave the way. If we're looking back, it's fine to look back, but if we keep looking back, we're, going to, we're not going to be ready as we're going full force into this new year. If you're, look, if you're going over a threshold into another room or... God forbid, going into a street like this, you do not want to enter like this, looking backward. Or, you know, more likely, you know, people are looking down or something at their phone or whatever, but you do not want to go to the next thing looking back. This is not a good way to go forward, is it? Would this be the optimal way to go forward? Do you think there's a good possibility you're going to miss something or have an accident if you go forward like this? Yeah, but, yeah, but, because like it or not, or realize it or not, we are moving forward in life and in time. In other words, you can try to stand still, but the clock still keeps moving. Doesn't it? In other words, you could close the shades, lock your door, not go into work, and try, you know, bring all your food in, into your bedroom and set up with a little mini refrigerator, like, you know, one of these things. Have some bottled water. 
So you don't have to move out of the room for two days. But when you come out, the calendar is going to show that two days have passed. We've gotten older. The world's gone on. And so we, there's no way to stop it. So like it or not, if we're looking back, we are still moving forward and we're going into the future like this, which is a bad way to go into the future. So even if we lock down today, we go home from church and say, forget me, I'm just going to reminisce. And you go too far and you just start thinking about all the bad stuff or whatever. And you go past 2018 back to 17 and 16 and 06 and 1996, and you just go back in time, have a little journey, and you're, just, and you're just stuck, and you'd spend that way for the next two days. The new year's coming, and you just went in the new year kind of like this. That's not God's will for us. Amen. It's not God's will for us to look back. He said, look back. We can, we can look back and say, this was good, this was good, and, I'm, and uh, learn from it, but there comes a time we have to look forward because God is not stuck in the past. He's doing a new thing in 2019. He's doing a new thing today. He's not waiting for the threshold and for the clock to strike 12 in New York City because it already happened several other times in the world before that. It's going to happen after that. You know, it's just where you live. That's not the time that everything changes. That's just the time we tend to look at, you know, and reflect and, and decide this is the, the moment. But there's a new year starting right now. A year, a new year from, uh, a year from now, it's going to be December 30th, 2019, at whatever time it is right now. There's a year, all the time starting. All the time there's decades starting. We don't have to wait for these thresholds. This is just a time we mark. But right now, he's doing a new thing today. He's going to do a new thing tomorrow. He's going to do a new thing in the new year. But certainly we don't want to get stuck looking down and looking back at something that happened that, that we didn't like. Luke 22. Luke 22. Verse 54. This is the account of Peter. You talk about a mess up. Something that you could regret. This would qualify. Luke twenty-two fifty-four. Having arrested him... They led him, Jesus, and brought him into the high priest's house. But Peter followed at a distance. Now when they had kindled a fire in the midst of the court hard and sat down together, Peter sat among them. So this is when Jesus has been arrested. They're taking Jesus in. And all his disciples, who had said just a little bit before, we'll stand by you. They all fled. And now Jesus is... They're, they're bringing him in. And so Peter was following at a distance. And now they brought him in. Verse 55, And now when they had kindled a fire in the midst of the courtyard, courtyard and sat down together, Peter sat among them. So Peter's sitting with the people that are outside. And a certain servant girl, seeing him as he sat by the fire, looking intently at him, said, This man was also with him. 
So this, this girl say to Peter, wait a minute, this, this guy, I recognize him, he was with Jesus. Verse 57, but, but he, Peter, denied him, denied Jesus, saying, woman, I do not know him. Now we cannot throw any stones at Peter. That's not the point. That's not to belittle him. Imagine what he is going through. He thought Jesus is the Messiah, and now Jesus is arrested. He's human. He's been following this guy, spent all this time with Jesus, and now Jesus is arrested. And it does not look like it's going down the way they thought it was going to go down. They, they did not realize it was going to look like this. And this is just a little bit after that. His, his mind is spinning. And he's scared. Obviously. He's scared. And so a girl, a servant girl, says, well, this guy recognized him. And Peter completely denies Jesus, denies that he ever knew him. He said, no, I don't know him. Verse 58, and after a little while, another saw him and said, you were also one of them, one of the disciples. But Peter said, man, I am not. He's getting forceful. He's scared. He said, no, I, I don't know Jesus. Verse 59, and then after about an hour had passed, another confidently affirmed, saying, surely this fellow also was with him, for he is a Galilean. Six, verse 60, but Peter said, man, I do not know what you are saying. He is emphatic. Not once, but three times. I don't know him. I don't know Jesus. I don't know who you're talking about. I don't know this man. Immediately, while he was still speaking, the rooster crowed, and the Lord turned and looked at Peter. Can you imagine? Jesus looked at him. Jesus is not stern, but just him looking at him. Jesus is going to be crucified. Jesus is in, he's, in, uh, he's under uh, arrest. And, and Peter is denying him. Telling everybody, they say, you know him. He doesn't stand up and go, yes, I know him. And I believe in him too. He said, no, I don't know him. And right after he got done saying it the third time, and the rooster crows, Jesus looks across the courtyard at him, catches his eye. And the Lord turned and looked at Peter. Then Peter remembered the word of the Lord, how he had said to him, Before the rooster crows, you will deny me three times. And Peter was like, No, no. I, anybody, everybody else can deny you, but I will not. And here a few hours later, he just did. How many of you know if the Lord tells you something? That's not the time to get sassy and be like, No, that'll never happen to me. That's probably the time to go, is there any way I, really, you see that in me? Is there anything I can do to change it? What should I do? Maybe God sees something we don't see. But he knows us. The rooster, before the rooster crows, you will deny me three times, the Lord said. So Peter went out and wept bitterly. You can imagine, couldn't you? He knows. He knows he missed it. He knows this is not the way it should have gone down, and it bitter tears. It, you, you'd imagine, right? I think we've all probably at one time or another wept bitterly. That means you are 
distraught. It's not just, oh, it's okay, now we go on. This is, he is looking back. He, he is very uh, disturbed that this happened. And there may be things that we have wept bitterly over. Maybe not in 2018. Maybe we did. Maybe it's in the past where you, you, you wish you could go back. You wish you could do something different. Don't raise your hand. But have you ever been in a situation where you're after it? You just, it grates on you. The way you did, the way you handled the situation you wish you could go back, take those words back, or do the different action, and you know you can't, and that's where that feeling, that bitter feeling can be, just be like, you, you just, you know, you're powerless to do anything. You want to, but you can't, and that just grates on. You can think about doing, you can think about doing, and it's just like sometimes you can feel like, How, did that really happen? Did I really do that? Don't raise your hand. That's... That's a feel, you know, where you can be in that situation, and that's where you can see Peter, he blew it. He knows he did, and he can't go back. He can't go back and do that differently. He had an opportunity, he didn't do it. And we've, if you've lived any time at all, maybe kids haven't hit that place, thank God, if you haven't. But you may have made a mistake. It may not have even be that big a deal. That's the thing. Something could not be that big a deal, but you just wish you wouldn't have done it that way. <laughs> and you're frustrated. Well, Peter could have thought that and felt that as much as any of us have. And he could have stayed there. But thank God that we serve a merciful and gracious God. And if, if we were disqualified any time we missed, messed up or missed it, there would be nobody serving God. Because this is one of the 12 apostles. This is one of the people that Jesus chose to build the church on the earth. And the first, as soon as they came to arrest Jesus, all of them are gone. They're all gone. They're following him, some of them, but they're gone. They didn't, none of them stood by. And these are the people that he's going to build his church with. If God doesn't use imperfect people, there is no church to use. We could all be part of the church. We're the church. You realize that word is not this. It's not a building. It's us. But to build the church further, if he's only going to use people that haven't messed up, he doesn't have any inventory. He doesn't have anybody to, to pull from. He doesn't have a pool. Because there's not one of us that hasn't blown it. If you think you haven't blown it, you're either deceived or you had a pretty good record so far. Just wait. <laughs> I mean, this is one of the 12 apostles. And he flat denied Jesus. But God is gracious and merciful, and the awesome news is that's not the end 
of Peter's story, and it's not the end when we blow it either. John 21, 15. John 21, 15. For you all that are taking notes. It says, so when they had eaten breakfast, so Jesus has risen. And comes back by Peter. He's talking to the disciples. When they had eaten breakfast, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of Jonah, do you love me more than these? And he said to him, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. He knows, Jesus knows where he's at. This located him. God knows exactly where we're, at, where we're at. There's no use playing games with him. You can try to fool people, but you can't fool him. You know, people that have seen Jesus, heard it described for more than one, they just talk about his eyes looking like wells of liquid love. Just, I, I mean, I've never seen his eyes. But to look at his eyes, he died for us. He knows us. The Bible says he knows what's in man. He created us. He's not surprised when we mess up. And he is gracious and merciful. So he's talking to Peter. He knows, he knows what was in Peter. He knew that was going to happen. I mean, God Almighty knew this was going to happen. Jesus knows Peter. And look what he does. He, say, he said to them, yes, Peter says, yes, Lord, you know I love you. He said to, to him, feed my lambs. He said to him again a second time, Simon, Simon, son of Jonah, do you love me? He said to him, yes, Lord, you know I love you. He said, feed, tend my sheep. Now he's talking about people. He said to him a third time, Simon, son of Jonah, do you love me? Peter was grieved because he said to him the third time, do you love me? And he said to him, Lord, you know all things. You know that I love you. Jesus said to him, feed my sheep. Most assuredly, I say to you, when you were younger, you girded yourself and walked where you wished. But when you are old, you will stretch out your hands and another will gird you and carry you where you do not wish. This he spoke, signifying by what death he would glorify God. And when he had spoken this, he said to him, follow me. So he told Peter, he knew what Peter did. He asked him these questions. Peter said, yeah, you know. I mean, you know where I'm at. Come on. And Jesus told him to feed his lambs, tend his sheep, feed my sheep, and he said, follow me. So he said, in essence, get up. I have stuff for you to do. And he put him in a position, which he was, one of the 12 apostles, to build his church on the earth. And then, you know, we're not going to read it, but you see him in Acts. Peter is out in front of all these people. Where he denied Jesus to these few people there, he was out preaching Jesus after being baptized in the Holy Spirit. Boldness. He, he was not afraid. Because he knew God. And God restored him. Jesus restored him. And he said, follow me now. Do you know that Peter could be stuck? That could have ruined the rest of his life. 
He could be stuck looking back. I'm the one that denied the Christ. I'm worth nothing. You denied Jesus. Imagine now. You are with somebody. You feel pretty good. You feel like you're strong. And then one of your friends calls you out. Don't, you know Jesus. No, no, I don't know Jesus. Just now that could beat you up. This is one of the people that spent time with Jesus, and they were arresting him, and in what looked like Jesus' darkest hour on the earth, Peter was not there. That could destroy his life. He, he could never get past that. But Jesus located him and said, I have stuff for you to do, now come on. That is not looking back. That is looking forward. I know who you are. I know what you've done. I, he looked across the courtyard. He knew right what happened. He knew what Peter was doing. He looked across the courtyard. He knew what he had told Peter. Peter knew what Jesus had told him. That Peter was like, no, no, I'll never deny you. And he said, the cock will, as soon as the cock crows, you have denied me three times when the cock crows twice. And Jesus here, in the middle of being arrested, still looks across and sees Peter. Peter knows he knew. Jesus knows what he did. Jesus knows him. And Jesus said, I know you. I know what you've done. I know where you are. And I am going to use you to go forward. Now, come follow me. We're going this way. He didn't say, yeah, you're stupid. Why didn't you go and do it better? And he didn't keep Peter there. He restored him and brought him forward. As we're going into this, this new year, there may be things that we will look back on and you could look back on it, something that you wish would have gone differently. Well, we have a choice to make. It's not bad to look back and to reflect, but we have a choice whether we're going to let something that happen. It could have been 2018, could have been before, like we said. Didn't handle it perfectly, but what we have to know is God has something for us going forward. He is doing something new going forward. In 2019, 2019 is going to be an awesome year. It's, going, it's a new year, and we don't want to go into it looking backwards, looking sideways, and missing what God has for us. Yes, we may have missed it. Yes, there are things that we could have done better. But we don't let that define going forward. Philippians 3.12 Paul says, not that I have already attained or am already perfected, but I press on that I may lay hold of that for which Christ Jesus has also laid hold of me. Brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehended, but one thing I do, forgetting those things that which are behind and reaching forward to those things which are ahead, I press toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. We're going to read this in the New Living Translation. But we can reflect on what is past, but regret can start 
trying to grab onto us based on what we did or did not do. And that's where we have to stop it. Reflecting should not turn in to regret. There are things that you may regret, but you can't dwell on that. It will do us no good. It will hinder us going forward. Regret can be a, just a, a horrible thing that robs us of our now and robs us of our hope. Philippians 3.12 in the New Living Translation, it says, I don't mean to say that I've already achieved these things or I've already reached perfection, but I press on to possess that perfection for which Christ Jesus first possessed me. Notice, I press on to possess that perfection. I haven't, I haven't already attained it, but I'm still going to press on. In other words, I reflect and look back, and there may be things I say, you know, could have done that better, this was pretty good, could have done that better, but whatever I see there, it's not going to stop me from moving forward. It's not going to stop me from pressing on to get better and to do more for the Lord. Yes, He has done, He has paid the price and done the heavy lifting, but He needs us to cooperate with Him to do something that He's called us to do. And disqualifying ourselves, saying, I've messed up too much, I can't go forward, you don't know what I've done, that's a thief and a robber. Because everyone could stop and sit and not go forward and not press on. We have to look past it and look to what God is calling us to do and know that He is merciful and gracious to help us and to forgive us. Verse 13. No, dear brothers and sisters, I have not achieved it, but I focus on this one thing, forgetting the past. See? There's some places where you remember the past. There's other things. We just need to flat forget it. We need to put it away and say, enough. I've already reflected on that. I already know what that is. Now I'm putting that aside. I'm going forward. I'm not. I've already done what I need to do with that. It's not going to do me any good to dwell on it. Period. It says, forgetting the past and looking forward. Forgetting the past, looking forward. To what lies ahead, I press on to reach the end of the race and receive the heavenly prize for which God through Christ Jesus, is calling us. Press forward to the end of the race. Not the, the part that's already passed. Press forward to the end. Philippians 4.4 4 says, Rejoice in the Lord Always, and again, I say rejoice. So we had reflect, we had regret, and we have rejoice. Going forward, the only way we're going to rejoice, especially if we know we missed it, is by looking at God, looking at what Jesus has done, looking at the hope that He has going forward, knowing that He is with us, regardless of what happened here in the future, God is walking with us, He has good things for us, and He will use us right where we're at, if we'll let Him. 
if we'll yield to him. First Peter 1 verse 3 1 Peter 1 verse 3 said, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who according to His abundant mercy has begotten us again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead, to an inheritance incorruptible and undefiled that does not fade away, reserved in heaven for you, who are kept by the power of God through faith, for salvation, ready to be revealed in the last time. Verse 6, in this you greatly rejoice, because we have a hope ahead of us, and we have a hope now on this earth. Though now for a little while, if need be, you have been grieved by various trials, that the genuineness of your faith, being much more precious than gold that perishes, though it is tested by fire, may be found to praise, to honor, and glory at the revelation of Jesus Christ, whom having not seen you love. Though you do not see him, yet believing, you rejoice with joy inexpressible and full of glory, receiving the end of your faith, the salvation of your souls. So he's saying, even though we have stuff that's going on, that have pressed on us, trials, he said, even so, we, put, we look past that, and though we don't see Jesus, yet believing, we rejoice with joy inexpressible and full of glory. He's talking to people, and he just got set, done saying, even though you're in the middle of trials. Even though you've gone through some rough stuff, yet looking ahead at what God has done and is going to do through us, we rejoice. Going into 2019, we rejoice. And finally, Romans 15, 13. Romans 15, 13. May the God of hope May the God of hope. He is a God of hope. He is a God of expectation. He is a God of the new thing that's coming. It says, May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing. Notice that. When we are believing, believing what? Believing that God is at our side, believing that He can use us in spite of our past, and, uh, believing that He has good things for us. In believing that, there is joy and there is peace. You know what brings depression? You know what brings uh, despondency? Looking at our past, looking at our failures, looking at circumstance, that can bring you to a standstill. But if we'll look at what God is and what He's done through Jesus and what He has for us, there is joy, there is peace in that. How can we tell if we're believing that? Our joy and our peace. As we're going into this new year, we can tell what we're believing based on those things our joy and our peace, how much are we looking and expecting God to do good things and how much are we looking back and saying there's no way. The battle between those two is what's going to determine how we walk through the threshold into this new year. Tripped up, 
full, full of regret, feel like, well, it could have been different, or looking forward saying, this is going to be awesome. I have God at my side. He has good things, and we're going forward. He's saying, follow me. Yeah, it may have, certain things may have not looked good, but follow me. We have good things in the new year. He said that you may abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Abound in hope, abound in expectation, abound in excitement, in anticipation. Hope is confident expectation for good things. Hallelujah. As we turn this corner, as we turn this corner into 2019, we fix our eyes on what he is going to do. God can take any situation. We don't have time to go through all the different places in the Bible where God over and over took a situation or took a person where it looked like there's no way we can do anything with this and he turned it and he made something awesome out of it. And every person in here, every person that will hear this recording, he has amazing things plans for us as we go forward. And it's a matter of what we're going to look at and what we're going to be filled with and how we're going to go forward. Not just in the new year, but continuing. But right now we are turning this corner and as we go over that threshold, how are we going to go over it? Are we going to go over it like this? Oh, well, oh, there we went. And we we're just stumbling through the days. And there's, oh, first week in January and March and May. And I'm still looking. And it's August and September. And, oh, we're in December again. Oh, I just blew another year. I remember last year when I was looking back, I didn't do anything with it. Oh, well, and just go for 2020. I just, I just never do it. Because the day, years just go like that. Or we can say, all right, enough. Yep. Inventory, yep, did that good, got an A on that. That part, ooh, D plus. That one, B, 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 ooh, A. Ooh, that's an F, I gotta do something with that. All right, make my list, all right. Looked at that, what are the good things? Oh, wow, that was really fun, that was a good, good time. We had an awesome time there. Ooh, look at the pictures. You know your phone can make memories for you, you know, in the background while you're doing nothing. It'll say, oh, I made a new memory for you. Our mind does that anyway. I'll put a bunch of pictures for you together. Well, yep, that was a good thing. We had a good time there. Yep. All right. Well, I've looked at it. I've looked at the good, the bad, and the ugly. All right. Here we go. Now it's time to go into a new year. That, if, if it is something that I already learned my lesson from and I already know about it, why do I want to keep looking at that thing? Why do I want to look at it in February? Why do I want to look at it in May? What good is that going to do me? It's not going to do me any good. God has a new thing. He has great things. And going over that threshold, we can say, God, here we go. I've taken the inventory. I'm going forward. Now, what's the new thing you have for me? I'm going to get up and enjoy what's going on today. I'm going into January, then February, then May and going forward. Ooh, it's just getting better. It's just getting better. So that when we cross this threshold, when we come to this place in December 2019, we're saying, wow, I have had a good year. Yep, there were some bumps, but we just keep looking forward and we go into the next year. We get in the habit of just looking to what he has done and what he's going to do. Glory to God.